Hello and welcome to the American Dry Cleaner podcast. I'm your host, Tim Burke, the editor of American Dry Cleaner. Joining us to talk about finishing and dry cleaning operations is Mike Tungsvik, National Sales Manager with Sankosha USA, which is located in Elk Grove Village, Illinois. He'll talk to us about how you can take the skill and pride of a finisher, add technology, and every garment and textile can finish great. We're very happy to have Mike join us today here on the American Dry Cleaner podcast. Mike, welcome. All right. Well, thank you, Tim. Glad to be here. Been looking forward to this. Well, great. Well, to get us started, Mike, for point of reference, just tell our podcast listeners how we define finishing. Well, real simple. Finishing is the work that is done after the cleaning process is completed. Nice and simple. Let's talk about finishing and dry cleaning operations. Who is our typical finisher? For instance, how much experience on average does that person have? How much you know do they bring to the job? And what is his or her role? What I see out there and you know what I hear from my colleagues as a finisher that has someone that four to five years on the job in dry cleaning and then that person is doing the pressing and the final touches that completes each garment. They can work in a number of different areas of the plant, such as the pant station, jack and dress finishing area, and general pressing. Uh, let's dive deeper. Tell our listeners about the types of finishing machines typically they would, they would find at an average dry cleaning plant today. You'll have a pant station, which hopefully they'll have a pants topper and a legger press. Um, there's a number of different legger presses, a single or a double legger. There's a utility press station that will have puff irons and then a hothead press station and a form finishing station. I see. Uh, so most plants will have a what you call the puff iron. What is that exactly? It's very simply, um, it's different shape. There's a sleever. It's one thing called a shoulder and then an egg. And it's just you're stepping on the pedal and live steam's coming out and you're just touching up small parts of the garment. To go even deeper, Mike, can you talk about tension finishers today? What are they? What benefits do they give? And what are the differences, say, from the old Susie's? I'm going to call it the form finishing station. So your goods like suit jackets, dresses, polo shirts, you know, even T-shirts, um, ladies' blouses, things like that are finished. And almost universally in, in plants that have been in business for a long time, you'll see what is known as Susie. It's a machine that has a bag that's shaped like a dress form in which the garment is draped around and then blows steam and hot air, relaxes the fabric, and gets the piece ready to be pressed or finished on a utility press. Now, bigger operations might have a steam tunnel or a steam cabinet that large volumes of goods will go in there and do kind of the same process and then go to the uh, utility presses to do touch-up. The other piece out there is called the tensioning form finisher. Tensioning form finisher takes the job of the Susie and adds the ability to tension with the aid of side clamps, shoulder expanders, and sleevers to size and form the garment to the finisher. The next step adds steam and hot air to relax the garment while the clamps hold the garment in place and finishing the garment. The end result is the finished garment that needs little or no touch-up. Talk about the finishing process itself, Mike. I'm thinking things like... Um... How long does it take to finish a garment, and who inspects the finished product typically, and then who moves it along to the packaging station? Dressing to finishing the garment on a modern form finisher is about two minutes. The garments then go probably to the inspector. If there's any touch-up, like on a suit jacket, the lapels might need to be touched up a little bit or the pocket flaps, things like that. The inspector sends it to assembly, and the assembly job can be done by you know, a production manager or an assembly person, or even counter staff. You come back and do all that, all that stuff, too. 
Let's talk tech. Technology is improved in finishing nowadays. Can you tell listeners about some of the advancements in finishing equipment that they're likely to see in a modern plant? Kind of with any piece of new equipment, the ease you want the ease of use and how easy it is to train someone is very important. It's got to be easy to operate. You want operators to get up to speed very quickly when they're introduced to a new piece of equipment. So you want it to work every day, turn on and, and go, and you want the operator to embrace that machine and use it to the best advantage. Mike, you're in a lot of plants talking with finishers and dry cleaning owners. Can you just share an interesting story or two about where finishing is at today? I see pretty much everything as well as my, my colleagues out in the field do too. Um, see a lot of old equipment, a lot of old Susies, and people are getting the job done. So when, and this is going to cover all, all of us out there, when an owner buys a new piece of equipment, say a new tensioning form finisher, a lot of times the operators are not really happy with when they get a new piece. Uh, what's wrong with my Susie? I'm, I'm just fine with that. And, you know, they, they're experts on that machine, but the operator wants to create more efficiency, maybe save some time, um, getting the garments done quicker. So you get a lot of resistance from that operator. And a lot of times it's come down to, you know, we, we're doing our job training and they're just, you know, they're not taken to it. So the owners will, our owners will say, it's like, you know, you can, you can tell them, you know, this is, this is the new reality here. You can be a little forceful because, you know, they don't like to do that. So we'll just say, hey, this, your owner made an investment in the plant here. He wants to make some, you know, have better equipment for you guys. And this is the way, you know, we're going to help you learn how to use this machine the best it can. And then, you know, typically by the next time we see him, or even it's been, you know, one of my, one of my guys made a follow-up call that afternoon, and this, the, young, the lady was operating was just ecstatic. It's like, oh, I really love this machine. She's got a little dance, and, and, uh, and they, they're very proud of their machine at that point. Yeah. Uh, so when you come oh, back to them, you see the changes. Yeah. And, and you do. And what you don't want to see is that new machine collecting lint in the corner while Susie is still being used. Right, right. Uh, this sort of plays off that question as well. But for nowadays, there have been changes in the dry cleaning industry. More wet cleaning would be one example today. But how have these changes affected the finishing departments? Kind of a resurgent because, you know, I'm hearing more, you know, that wet cleaning's always been around, but now there's a more, in, more of an interest in it, saving energy, using less chemicals, things like that. Well, with wet cleaning, more steps have to be taken into finishing a garment. A suit jacket, for instance, with wet cleaning, the garment will still be wet after the cleaning process. It'll have to be conditioned or, or dried a little bit, and then it goes to the, to the pressing or finishing. And most modern form finishers will have a wet cleaning setting that will allow for a longer finishing time. For a new dry cleaning owner making that finishing machine purchase or an established owner wanting to add finishing equipment, what would you advise them today when they go out there to, to look into that purchase? First and foremost, I think on the top of their minds is you have to think about their current and future labor pool. Um, this is something that's constant across the country, people to work in the plant. Fortunately, most back-of-the-house skilled labor, they're pretty stable, but you never know. They might move to another plant, they might retire, things like that. So, like I said, an established owner might have long-time staff, while a startup might struggle to find and keep staff to you know, do the pressing. They want to add equipment that is modern, easy to maintain, most importantly, easy to train on and operate for someone that's never been in a plant before. Say, ooh, I can, you know, here you go. It's easy to press 
a jacket and things like that. Right. You want it to be able to have them do that and get your, you know, get good results. Dry cleaning owners do lots of shirts and pants, we all know, but there are still suits, nice dresses, couture to be cleaned. Could you just speak to that pride in finishing? I would think that you'd want to treat those types of garments with your highest level of service. They're your highest dollar items, and you want them coming in. You you know, a suit that gets worn frequently, dress that's worn to a party and got some stain on it, you want those stains to come out and be returned perfectly. And the customers will realize that, they'll spend that money, and you want that money coming back. You want that repeat business. Mike, what are the challenges today for finishers and owners as well in making those finished garments look great? One of the biggest challenges is when the time and investment is not being made in keeping your plant maintained properly or cleaned or making the investment in new equipment. One of the business owners' biggest challenges is the rising weight. With the efficiency of modern form finishers, the finishing job is done faster and then thus resulting in a quicker throughput in maintaining or increasing your ROI when you make that purchase. Mike, is there anything else today you'd like to add in our chat about finishing in dry cleaning operations? I'm seeing a lot of good things in finishing, not just with our equipment, um, with others' manufacturers' equipment, you know, that it makes the job easier and, to me, a lot more fun. You know, you're not sitting there throwing it on a Susie and going doing something else. Um, But aside from that, what I'm seeing out there is a lot of positivity with dry cleaners. You know, granted... You know, we're going through a slow period, but people are positive. Oh, you know, it's going to pick up. Plus, they're looking to add more revenue streams. They're exploring more wet cleaning or more wash-dry fold lockers. You know, well, you know, I don't have a route. I'm, I'm, I'm working on starting a route. They want to keep the business and increase it. And then, you know, in some cases, they're buying up their competition that's looking at closing. So it's a good business to be in, and I, I like being a part of it, and I see a lot of good stuff happening out there. Well, that was Mike Tunksvik joining us to talk about finishing and dry cleaning operations. And Mike, thank you very much for being with us today here on the American Dry Cleaner Podcast. Well, thank you. Glad to do it. The American Dry Cleaner Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC Chicago. For more information about future podcasts and to get the latest Fabricare industry news, visit our website at americandrycleaner.com or make sure to read our weekly e-news blast called The Wire. Also, be sure to visit American Dry Cleaner on Facebook and make sure to like us. And also follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts along with news and information from around the industry. The royalty-free music used on this podcast is from Alvaro Angeloro called Brand New Day and can be found at hooksounds.com. Thank you for being with us today on the American Dry Cleaner podcast. This has been your host, Tim Burke, and I look forward to being with you again very soon. <music>